Watch Clemson on Monday night go down to Duke easily, and it is halftime in Clemson, South Carolina right now. Clemson leads Charleston Southern 24-17 to at half. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say that this is the end of Dabo, but if this year doesn't flip in a hurry, they're not going to fire him at the end of the year, but I don't know, man. This is as interesting of a spot as uh, Clemson has been in with Dabo in quite some time. They're beating Charleston Southern by just a touchdown at halftime. Yikes. Clemson has gone back to Clemsoning, it seems like. Uh, you know, and, man, they had opportunities last week in, in that loss to Duke. I mean, how many times did they blow up something in the red zone with a fumble or interception or a special teams mistake? But, you know, it's everybody's talking about it, and I do think there is, is something to it, is that Dabo is an old-school guy, man, staying yep. on dial-up Internet when you've got, you know, high-speed Internet. Uh, it seems like he's a little bit afraid to change, and uh, maybe he'll change his uh, opinion on that. Now, but, yeah, they have, uh, man, uh, Clemson has been, it's felt like new money for a while, and then like, all right, it looks like they're going to stay around for a while. But you know what? The, things haven't been quite the same since the Venables guy came to Norman either. Yeah, Clemson's not going to lose to Charleston Southern today. At least I don't think that they're going to. But they got Florida State coming up in a couple of weeks. They better get it figured out. Or Florida State got a chance to go up there and embarrass them like Florida State embarrassed LSU on Sunday night. So Clemson doesn't have very long at all to get it figured out. Um, man, they just they don't look like a they don't look like a very good football team right now. And there's just not a whole lot of special players that they have uh, offensively right now. We'll we'll see what they do in the second half. We'll be monitoring that. Last I saw Ole Miss and Tulane are tied at seven. Iowa is up on Iowa State three nothing early in Ames, Iowa. What is uh, what's going to happen tonight in Tuscaloosa? Texas going to win, or is Alabama going to, uh, you know, win by 17, 21 points with that run game? I think the Tide's going to win. I I would put the margin at about 17. Um, You know, Texas needs a good early start in this game, I think, to be able to hang with Alabama. If Bama starts strong early, you know, that crowd's already getting into it. I'm just not a big believer in Quinn Ewers. I think the guy's been overhyped for a while. Uh, I know he lit Oklahoma up uh, in the Cotton Bowl, but, you know, that was just a a crazy day. Uh, Well, the Sooners had no offense. The best offense of the day was clearly the Wildcat. But I'm just not a big believer in him. In that environment, I don't know. I don't know. I know he played great in the quarter he played against Bama last year at DKR, but I just don't see it happening in Tuscaloosa. And, again, Texas is always going to have good running backs and good players. But they don't have B. John Robinson. And B. John Robinson took a lot of pressure off of the mighty Quinn uh, with that uh, that running game that he delivered time and time again. Yeah, I, I said it all week long, but Quinn Ewers is going to have to play the best game of his career, and I just I don't, I don't trust that to happen. He's just not a confident quarterback. At, at least he, he wasn't towards the tail end of last year. He did like look like a confident quarterback against Rice. There's just something, something that's off there, and I don't think that he's the elite quarterback that not only Texas needs, but that you historically need to go into Tuscaloosa and beat Nick Saban. Like not a whole lot of quarterbacks have done it. It's a pretty short list, 
We're talking about Cam Newton. We're talking about um, talking about Joe Burrow. Uh, we're talking about Johnny Manziel. We're talking about Heisman Trophy winners, guys that led their teams to national championships who have won in Tuscaloosa before, and I don't think Quinn Ewers is anywhere near those three players. And I don't think Texas' roster is necessarily as good as that LSU team that most recently went into Tuscaloosa and won. So I like Alabama as much as you do, 17, 20 points, and I just think the run game is going to overwhelm Texas tonight in Tuscaloosa. Texas can maybe have some good moments defensively. Maybe Quinn Ewers will surprise me. But for Texas to really be competitive and to win this game, he is going to have to surprise me. I, I just don't see him being the best player uh, on the field tonight. By the way, Tulane just added a field goal, so the green wave up on Ole Miss now 10-7, 14 minutes left in the second quarter. Iowa still up 3-0 on Iowa State, 30 seconds left in the uh, first quarter. Iowa actually just hit on a on a big pass play, so they're uh, just, just inside the red zone here as we're about to close out the first quarter. All right, uh, more pregame coverage of OU and SMU. Coming up next, right here on The Ref, we're the home of Sooner fans. Wendy Chevrolet, Sooner Game Day Show, live on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Mike Steely, Connor Pasby, all here with you. Wendy Chevrolet, where you get the hometown experience. Visit them in Purcell, Oklahoma. WendyChevyPurcell.com. Free delivery anywhere in Oklahoma. Give them a call, 405-253-2700. I am at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. We got all the games on Tulane Ole Miss. Iowa State and Iowa. You know they're going to have Bama and Texas on later tonight. They're going to have the OUSMU game as well. Come check out Yo Pablo before, during, and after the game right here on Campus Corner. And uh, let me just tell you, they serve some uh, fantastic barbecue nowadays here as well. Mike, what's going on at Balfour Norman? Man, we've got a great crowd here. I've met uh, even some uh, members of the Ref Army that I haven't met before. A lot of people rolling out here. You know what Balfour is all about. They're the best. They're the best in Sooner sportswear, souvenirs, anything. I've got uh, the Ref Armies here. They're wearing the Ref Army, uh, the K-Ref caps out here. Very nice to see. Uh, Balfour also tailgating is a huge part of college football. And if you want the best tailgate stuff, Balfour is also your tailgating headquarters with everything you'll need to celebrate a Sooner game, paper plates, napkins, barbecue tools, grill covers, serving trays, and more. It is all here at Balfour of Norman. When it comes to uh, a beverage, is pretty important, right? I mean, what did, uh, what did Jeffrey Lebowski say? Careful, man, there's a beverage here. When it comes to drinking your favorite beverage, Balfour, let you do it sooner style everything from coffee mugs they have travel mugs tumblers barware koozies they have everything and uh, as usual i get in here and i can't leave without putting a little dent on the credit card every time and the recipient today the uh, lovely shay my awesome wife who will get two new sooner caps that are pretty stylish congratulations shay i hope uh, mike has great taste i got a feeling that he might but I hope he has great taste, which everything at Balfour Norman looks cool, so I, I love that. Um, we talked about everything that we want to see, but let's start with one offensively, one defensively. What are What's one thing on each side of the ball, Mike, that if this happens, it maybe concerns you a little bit moving forward with this team? Is there anything in particular? I 
I guess we don't have Mike. Well, I'll say if this team kind of regresses, I, I would say just overall regresses, maybe what, what they were from last week because they were just so efficient last week, right? And if you want to talk about just efficient, I think that was led by Dylan Gabriel. So I would just say that really in general is I want to see this team come out fast like they did a week ago. I want to see Dylan Gabriel sharp and, and on point like he was a week ago. So if I had to pick something offensively, I don't want to see Dylan Gabriel regress back to missing the layups because I think we kind of take for granted what he was able to do last week, which was what we asked him to do all offseason long. We asked Dylan Gabriel to hit the layups, and he hit the layups and then some last week. So, Mike, in terms of things that would concern you, number one for me on offense would be Dylan Gabriel um, not looking as sharp as he did last week. Yeah, I think that would be a problem, and I'm curious to see what's going to happen with the the other corner spot. You know, Gentry Williams played well last week. Uh, Could you see Josiah Wagner? Could you see Kendall Dolby? And I like Woody Washington a lot. I I sometimes think some Sooner fans think, like, he locks down one side of the field. I don't think he's that kind of guy, but he's a very solid cornerback for the most part. And as we know, Part of the job description is getting beat for a cornerback, you know. Uh, At some point it's going to happen. But, you know, will SMU look to, you know, exploit a matchup and really test that other cornerback spot where there's not as much experience, whether it's Gentry Williams or Wagner or Dolby or whoever uh, is out there. But I, I thought Gentry played great. But as for Dylan Gabriel, he just looked more comfortable, you know. He just looked a lot more comfortable out there. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that his touch, uh, you know, in the middle of the field looked better, too. Um, so, but if I had to uh, look at one area, it would be uh, I want to see what the other corner is going to do and how SMU is going to try maybe to ex- exploit that. Yeah, defensively, I would say what, like, if this doesn't happen, I'll be concerned or a little bit concerned moving forward. It's just coverage bust in the secondary and there was what one two bust last week but arkansas state wasn't necessarily good enough to take advantage of that let's just see these corners play everything well don't let too many deep balls get behind you contest one-on-one deep balls down the field because smu is going to scheme some things up they're going to scheme things up to where they get those one-on-one matchups the key is, if you're right there, to go make a play. Don't let free runners down the field like we've seen in so many years uh, previously. I think this defense has taken a jump, especially in the secondary. Let's see this defense not only be in position to make plays, but make plays as well. We, we talked a lot about Peyton Bowen in this pregame. He made an incredible interception in the spring game on a deep ball. Let's see something like that today, whether it's Bowen or someone else. And if it is him, I think he's going to get plenty of opportunities today, Mike, because, what, we've seen him in action twice. Once was in the spring game. He made that pick. And then the second time was last week, and he was right around the ball for that forced fumble, which was a big play. Yeah, and how many times last year did we see Sooner uh, defensive backs, you know, just not turning around, you know, getting their eyes on the football or tackling a receiver or whatever because they're beat? Uh, so that is an area, again, that fundamentals, um, you know, have got to play a role. 
and hopefully tonight, and again, look, SMU will probably connect on a couple deep balls. I'm not saying they're going to be touchdowns, but they've got some pretty good skilled people, but you just don't want to see that deal that we saw way too much, particularly early in the season or all way, you know, almost through like game seven or so, yeah. uh, where it was an OU uh, cornerback you know, that's beat and either having to tackle a receiver or you know, there to make a play and not turn around to find the football. You can't have that stuff. I mean, it can happen occasionally, but last year it happened way too often. Way too often. Uh, by the way, Iowa's now up 10 nothing on Iowa State here early in the second quarter. Uh, Kansas State was all over Troy today. That snapped Troy's 12-game winning streak. They got hot towards the tail end of last year. Tulane's up on Ole Miss 10-7 right now, midway through the second quarter down there in New Orleans. Colorado was all over Nebraska today. Utah rallied for a big win in Waco against Baylor. And uh, we'll keep you updated. A couple more segments left before we get out of here. Let's hear from Uncle coming up next right here on The Ref for the Homeless Suitor fans. Wendy Chevrolet, Sooner Game Day kickoff show live on The Ref. We are the Homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Mike Steely, Connor Pasby, Wendy Chevy, where you get the hometown experience. Visit them in Purcell, Oklahoma. WendyChevyPurcell.com. Free delivery anywhere in Oklahoma. 405-253-2700. That's 405-253-2700. OU a 16-point favorite over SMU. Kickoff at 5 p.m. Just over 90 minutes here in Norman. Catch that game on ESPN Plus. And uh, man, Steely's uncle almost hit the game right on the right, right on it last week against Arkansas State. He sounded pretty confident once again yesterday, uh, picking a score for this OUSMU game. Yeah, I think that uh, blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and then. My uncle has predicted 84 to nothing, 91 to nothing a million times. It really hasn't been that close. But last week, you know, 45 to nothing at halftime. He was halfway home. They, they kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit, didn't run as much tempo clearly in the second half. But uh, I would say that Uncle uh, sounded confident. Let's hear what he had to say on the T-Row in the morning show yesterday on the ref. Well, after one week, no prognosticator in the state of Oklahoma has been more accurate than the Uncle. I'm eager today to see what he has to say about this week's game against the Mustangs. And we welcome him in now. Legendary Steely's uncle. Good morning, Uncle. Well, good morning, T Row. I want to start with a dissertation here. I am sick and tired of a few of these namby pamby people and so called experts saying that SMU is going to be a real test for us. Really? University of Oklahoma is getting ready to drop a bomb on their buttocks bigger than the Gap Band ever sang about. And when this is all over, they will be wishing for that death penalty they got back in the 80s because this is going to be a lot more painful. This will be a symphony of destruction Saturday night, and only the Sooners will be left standing. Symphony of Destruction, very poetic. Well done by you, Uncle. Uh, well, I gotta, I gotta give you some props. You almost nailed your prediction last week. As Dan Hicks once said about Tiger Woods, expect anything different? <laughs> no. That's good. 
I don't think so. Well, thank you, T-Row. Are you ready for Uncle's mailbag? Please, yeah, go ahead. All right, here we go. Hey, Uncle, what is the best ass-kicking story that you're most proud of over the years? Clean it up a little. from cement. Well, back in 1970, I was shooting a movie out of Paramount Pictures. Very few people know that with really? the producer there, Bob Evans. It was a western called a western called Sooner Nation. Well, Bruce Lee, remember him? You know, Cato. Sure. Yeah. Walked on the set one day and was making fun of my Oklahoma accent. So I said, "You want a piece of me, Lee?" And he came at me with those nunchucks of his, and I grabbed one of those nunchucks, and I shoved it so far up to his keister yeah. that he was right. begging for mercy, all right? Wow. wow. And I mean, I mean T-Row, it was way up his general okay. booty, if you know uh, what I mean. Wow. TJ, he Uncle said, kicked Bruce Lee's butt. Man, it's like a Tarantino right. movie or something. Well, he said, get it out of there, Uncle. And I said, when you say boomer, I will. <laughs> and he was like, boomer. I made him say it 47 times in honor of our winning streak before it was all over. And Bruce Lee never mess with me again. And that's yeah. what we're going to do to SMU um, tomorrow night. Of all the Bruce Lee uh, stories I've heard, heard in my one. life, I have never heard that yeah. one. Amazing. He's really no no way he can refute it at this point either. <laughs> no. So, yeah. Tudor Nation went straight to beta. By the way, didn't do very well. It was me, Will Greer, Lauren Green, and Anne Margaret. But very few people have seen that movie. Wow, what a story! What else is in your mailbag today? Well, that's it for the mailbag. Oh, okay. I got something else for you. Another prediction <laughs> of a route. All right. We only Go ahead. have so much time. In Stamps this are too expensive. You know. only got one letter this week. <laughs> that's right. Go ahead. What's your prediction? All right. So OU pounds the ponies with great offense and devastating defense tomorrow night. DG hits on three TD passes of 75 yards or more. Now, wow. receivers will be running wide open. Dylan will get more freebies than TJ gets from Chick-fil-A, right? <laughs> and when the dust settles, SMU will be pimento cheese, baby. Sooners win it 72 to nothing. They go to 2-0, and and that's a big boomer. Thank you, Uncle. Two shutouts. Wow. There you go. Uh, not quite as big of a margin as last week, but still, I would say uh, he's very confident. And I had never heard the Bruce Lee story before. I don't believe it. Oh, I, uh, I'm inclined to believe every bit of that. I just love that the mailbag was just one letter this week. I don't think that was an email. I think that was just one letter sent to, uh, to Uncle this week. But, hey, if he's uh, second week in a row, he's closer than anyone else on the final score prediction, I think we're on to something here. I'm going to feel better about not only OU winning a Big 12 title, making it to the college football playoff, but maybe even uh, winning a national championship because if Uncle gets hot, if Uncle really gets hot with his score predictions, OU's going to cover the spread by about uh, 30 points for the next six weeks or so. No doubt. And uh, 
That's what I'm thinking. What do you think is an acceptable score for Sooner fans tonight? And uh, I know if you're uh, an SMU fan and you're listening to our pregame show, you probably think, man, that sounds a little cocky. Well, that's the way Sooner fans think. Would it be like, I mean, just covering the spread, or what do you think Sooner fans would feel comfortable with in terms of an outcome? I, I, I really think today is all about the defensive number. Um, maybe they're disappointed if the final score is 23-3 to and you cover that way, but you only score 23 points. I'd be stoked if the defense only allowed three points. But, like, an acceptable score, when I think about that today, I think about, okay, what does the number for SMU look like? And I think anything under 20, if you hold them to anything 20 or below and you cover the spread, I think that you have to look at that as a really good day. Because in the moment, you know, you see TCU is 1-0. They're not ranked as a top 25 team. But I do think, Mike, if you can hold this team to under 20 points and cover the spread, win by, you know, three touchdowns, 21 points, I'm starting to wonder if this is going to be a win that is going to age better and better as the year goes on. Not that this would be the marquee win of the year. I don't think that that's what you're hoping. But I do think that there's a chance. The fact that I think SMU could win the American, I think there's a chance that we get to mid-late November, look at the top 25 poll and say, hey, there's SMU sitting there at 23. There's SMU sitting there at number 21. I think it could be a top 25 win by the end of the year. So whatever you think today, I think it's got a chance to look a lot better in about two months' time, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think that, uh, you know, this is a SMU team that is probably going to pile up uh, a few victories. Could they, you know, uh, could they possibly be a lower-rung top 25 team? Maybe, yeah, maybe later in the season. So I think the one that you mentioned, if it is like 27-7 to or something like that, then, yeah, I think the uh, Sooner fans, again, they – that's a cover and everything, but like, man, really? SMU's defense, you only score 27, um, which would be a great defensive effort. Like I said, for me, an, a, an A-level effort defensively, a real A-level effort would probably be 14 or below, and then I'd go B would be like 21 or below uh, for SMU. But, you know, you know what they say. Good teams win, great teams cover. The Sooners covered easily last week. And uh, let's see if they can cover this spread tonight. Because if they do, then we're talking about, you know, a 17-point, three-touchdown kind of victory. And, um, you know, I think that would be a a good, solid win for Oklahoma. In fact, I think they're going to win by a little bit more than that. 100%. All right, well, let's, uh, let's give our final scores coming up next. I'll give my final score along with Mike and Connor Pasby as well. One final segment of the Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day kickoff show. Coming up next right here on The Ref for the home of Sooner fans. All right, final segment, Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day kickoff show. Wendy Chevrolet where you get the hometown experience. Visit them in Purcell, Oklahoma or at WendyChevyPurcell.com. That's Wendy, W-I-N-D-Y, Chevy Purcell. Com. I'm at Yo Pablo on campus corner watching college football. Tulane is up 17-7 on Ole Miss late in the second quarter. Iowa is up on Iowa State 10-0 midway through the second quarter. 
And we're getting closer and closer to OU and SMU coming up at 5 p.m. Sooners again, a 16-point favorite. Time for our pre uh, predictions before we get out of here. Connor, lead us off. Who's going to win this football game? Yeah, I got I got 45-20. Oh, yeah, I think the defense does get tested early on. I think the quarterback for SMU can play a little bit, Preston Stone. But uh, in the second half, OU's defense settles down. They get some stops. They play well as a unit. I think this could be a big day for Tawi Walker as well, the running back for OU. So 45-20 for me. Connor says 45-20. That is an the cover. OU cover. Yep. It's an OU cover. Mike Steely, what do you got? I'm going with the Sooners to win this uh, 49-24. 49-24, another cover uh, projected by me right there. I think that uh, Oklahoma's defense will give up, you know, some points and uh, maybe SMU scores another way short field something like that but I'm going 49 24 Oklahoma wins it another OU cover will I make it three for three why yes I will on Monday I felt 45 17 midweek I felt 45 17 and today on game day I do think SMU will hit on a couple of big plays in the passing game but for the most part, I think OU's pass rush is going to be a lot better. I think stopping the run was really good last week. I think it's going to be good again against L.J. Johnson and company. I like this OU offense to start off fast like a week ago, 45-17. OU wins. We are happy about the defensive performance. And for back-to-back -back weeks, it's a cover. So that's Mike out of the three scores just listed. If you offered any of them to me right now, I would take it and not think twice about it. Yeah, same here. Uh, winning cover is always a good thing. I, I know I, I gave SMU 24. Sooner fans might complain a little bit about that, but uh, we'll see. I think SMU will have, you know, some success. Modern-day college football, again, they're going to try and run some tempo, too. Uh, you know, you just can't shut, uh, you know, a, a decent team down. It's going to be tough. But, like I said, if they can get to, like, 14 or under, to me, would be a great defensive effort. Even 17 and under, I think. Uh, would be a really good defensive effort for OU, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see how it unfolds. Uh, big story of the day is really well. So far, it's Colorado beating Nebraska, but the big story heading into tomorrow is going to be what happens in this Alabama-Texas game. But the Dion hype is not going to stop, and I, I believe they play Colorado State next week. So maybe there's not the hype that the TCU and the uh, Nebraska game today had, but. Mike, this is a start that I did not think would happen in Boulder. Full-on Dion hype is uh, is in front of us here. Buckle in. It's happening. Hey, both both pregame shows are headed to Colorado, Colorado State next week. Both of them. Not just game wow. day. Both of them. So, Dion, Dion Mania is here. It's definitely here. They've got Mule Chew in like two weeks in Boulder, I think, right? Yeah. Well, they so, go to Oregon uh, in two oh. weeks. They, I think they yeah, have back-to-back. -back. They're at Oregon and then uh, USC at home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, please. Dion, if you could defeat Muleshoe in humiliating fashion, you would turn the state in your favor, no doubt. 100%. Yeah. Well, I'm not loving what I'm seeing from Iowa State right now, I can tell you that. Speaking of who's coming up in a couple of weeks, that's your first conference home game. And once they had all the uh, – well, really even before the gambling issues – my expectations weren't high for Iowa State, but they lose Jarrell Brock. 
Um, of course, they lose Deckers as well. This Iowa State football team is really, really going to struggle this year. So that could be one of the more not just favorable home games that OU has the rest of the way, favorable games, period, that they have uh, the rest of the way. The team that I'm interested in tonight is Cincinnati. And Pitt's not a top 25 team. I don't think Pitt is necessarily one of the best teams in the country. But that Cincinnati game could be tough. It's at their place, first ever Big 12 game. You know they're going to put a lot in that game. Cincinnati goes out with the reigning Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week, with who they have a quarterback, Emory Jones. I'll start to um, I'll start to be really impressed with the Bearcats here moving forward. Yeah, intriguing matchup tonight, no doubt. And as for Iowa State, it feels like Matt Campbell had a chance to parachute out of there, and now maybe you missed that opportunity because this is not a very good football team. And Matt Campbell was a hot commodity for a while, and right now, eh, not so much. Yeah, he uh, like may miss his opportunity. He had some opportunities, not you know maybe the big time Big Ten school that he was looking for, but certainly a better place and a better situation of what he's got going on in Iowa State right now. All right, that'll do it for us. We will be back with you immediately following the game from O'Connell's, o- O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill for two hours following. So you'll get myself, you'll get Travis Davidson, you'll get some crazy phone calls, some crazy texts, and everything else in between. I appreciate you, Pablo, for having us out on this Saturday. I appreciate Balfour of Norman for having us out on this Saturday. Everyone enjoy the football game. We'll talk to you after right here on The Rest.